probably Britain's greatest Star Wars podcast. You're listening to the Star Wars Sessions with Matt Hudson and Luke Bly. This is where the fun begins. Good morning, afternoon, or evening, wherever you are in the galaxy, and welcome to Star Wars Sessions. Come for the Star Wars, stay for the Sessions. My name is Matt Hudson, a.k.a. Jabba the Hud, and joining me in the cockpit of the Essex Falcon is the greatest Star Wars man, fan, and buddy. And the Essex Falcon's been a bit rickety these last few days. I think we've got a broken blyper drive. Oh my days, yes! <laughs> Another stellar bly pun. Matty boy, well done, mate. What episode are we even on? Is this 95? 95. 95. Yeah, see, we're, we're closing out 2020 of episode 95. And a little look through this peek through the looking glass. I've literally just come up with that bly pun because I forgot to do one. So no uh, how about that? Oh, my days. Well done, mate. Well done, and congrats. Only five more episodes, and we are, we're at the... Oh, well, is it five or four? Whatever way you look at it. Yeah. Uh, after this, it'll be four after this. Yeah, mate. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. Can't wait, mate. Uh, but no, it's been a little busy. Like you said, in the Star Wars galaxy in the last few weeks and days and moments, really. Uh, but, mate, there's nothing I love more than settling down and talking the wars with Matty Boy Hudson. Mate. How on earth have you been? Very well, my friend. Pretty much what you've just said in terms of my weekend. Busy weekend, mainly Star Warsing. Obviously, we had the Mando finale last week. We uh, had our roundtable, which dropped last week, which was a, uh, incredible with Jimmy, Matilda and Alex. So if you haven't listened to that, why not? It's incredible. Um, and like last minute bubble family visits. And it's been very hectic. So being able to sit down, with a cup of tea today in my Grogu cup and chat the wars of yourself is a much needed uh, respite, but I'm very much looking forward to it. However, I want to know how how on earth you are. Oh, mate, like you said, man, um, you know, it's been crazy. It's been a crazy end to the year, especially here in the UK. Um, mm. But I, I'm just grateful that we've had so much content to kind of distract us from that, even if it's just for a moment. Uh, but I'm sure we'll we'll dig into that later. Um, and like you said, mate, we did a wonderful uh, roundtable episode last week, and that was with our boy Jimmy, Matilda, and Alex. And man, I had so much fun on that. We just kind of like loosely recapped Mandalorian season two and got some amazing thoughts on it. Some different thoughts, man. It was so much fun when it mate. It was quality, and we had a little uh, cheeky look forward to what we think might happen in Season 3, what we'd like to, maybe what we don't want to happen as well. But, yeah, man, it was a great sort of loosey-goosey chat with three wonderful guests and patrons of ours who um, would we would love to, to go back and listen to it. And I know that Jimmy, Adam, Matilda would love to have your ears to hear what they say because they came up with so much filth that I think we didn't the farm wasn't big enough almost. So, yeah, no, go and check right. it out. We we were like a bunch of pigs in a in a cesspit of mud and spicy mud, spicy mud, and we were just rolling around in it. Especially that boy Alex, he loves it, doesn't he? Old Jessup, he loves a punch as well. He loves a punch. For a and I'm not talking he the stuff that goes in a bowl, right? Yeah, I see, the yeah, red yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. Not one of those. A punch. 
whack. He, like, he likes it in the red solo cup as well, you know, the old party punch. But oh, yeah. so go check that out, guys. But we've also got a couple of shout outs to do from the patron side, haven't we, mate? Yes, we have. And a big thanks to our latest patrons, Mike Hudson, a.k.a. Uncle Bone, who's joined at the I Am The Senate tier. And also Chance Banks, who's joined at the Sith Lords Are Our Speciality tier. Thank you so much, you guys. You are amazing. And you are ensuring the future of this show. Thank you so, so much. Yes, thank you so much, Mike Hudson. I recognise that name. Uncle Bone, as he's been known ever since I was a child, and the origins and genesis of that nickname. It's a bit like legend and canons. There's many uh, reasons and thoughts and ideas behind it, but nobody knows the mystery of Uncle Bone. But thank you very much for that. And Chance, thank you so much. We hope you enjoy all the content we're putting out. We've got some wonderful stuff coming up in 2021. We hope to get back to the commentaries, uh, restrictions uh, permitting, of course. But we've, we've got our standard three shows per month and a little bit more to come as well. So thank you for signing up at those tiers and supporting the sessions. We love you both. And you know what they say, mate boy. Uh, there's always some truth in legends. That's right. I'm looking at you, Uncle Bone. Uh, and, 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 mate, I think, I think I hear something in the distance. It may look like foggy Victorian London, but I'm not entirely sure. It may be Coruscant. Mist of Coruscant as well. It looks a bit like, sounds a bit like Big Ben Kenobi, which can probably only mean one thing, mate. Oh, it's a galactic news round. John Favreau has confirmed that the Book of Boba Fett is an independent series separate from The Mandalorian. Microsoft has revealed new Mandalorian Xbox Series X controllers. The Mandalorian Season 2 finale, The Rescue, has a 9.9 rating on IMDb, with nearly 30,000 votes cast. And John Favreau has admitted Grogu is going to be a much bigger character going forward in the story. Hi, this is Alex Damon from Star Wars Explained, and you're listening to Star Wars Sessions, probably Britain's greatest Star Wars podcast. As we mentioned, and as you're all very aware, 2020 is coming to a close. Some may say, thank goodness for that. However, we're coming to the end of a year, so we thought we'd have a look back at the year in Star Wars, uh, about some of the highs, the lows, the good moments, and the sad moments as well. Uh, and we just thought that now was the was the best time to do it for our final show of the year, didn't we, Lukey boy? Oh yes, mate. I mean, it's um, it's been an absolutely mental year, to be honest. Mm. Um, and it, it goes for <laughs> it goes without saying. We all know why. We all know why. <laughs> um, but. I don't, you know, I can't be bothered to talk about that. I know Matty Boy can't be bothered to talk about that. And we're not going to talk about that. In fact, do you know what, Matty Boy? I realised the other day I hadn't done something in a long time. And that is open a cheeky beerio. Mate. Yes! (laughs) I I haven't had a cheeky beerio on the podcast in a while. And I was like, mate, I seemed like in the round table last week, I was drinking a cup of tea. 
Well, hang on, this isn't right. This isn't right, I've, mate. I've had a couple recently, and I've always thought, blimey, it kind of looks like I've got a problem now because Lukey Paul's on the water, and I'm sitting there chugging back a, a cold one. Well, uh, I thought, I, I thought, mate, you know, this this show definitely warrants it. Uh, and if anything, it's just to celebrate how good the Mandalorian was, to be honest. But um, no, mate, I think we've earned it. And this this year's been a crazy one. It's been full of highs. But unfortunately, it's also been uh, filled with a lot of lows. And um, to be honest, that includes some of our legendary um, people uh, that really were integral to the Star Wars story. Isn't that right, mate? Uh, yes, mate. Um, obviously, twenty twenty has seen the Star Wars family lose some of its most beloved members. Uh, also, we posted about this one a few weeks ago because we were kindly invited to jump on the BBC and discuss the passing of Dave Prowse. Obviously, Darth Vader himself, the Green Crosscove Man, and everything else that he was in. So, um, we had to talk about the sad passing of Dave Prowse. But as we're probably going to mention with all of these. Uh, you know, what a legacy to leave behind. And the fans will never forget, Dave. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, he is the physicality behind Darth Vader. And without Dave, there isn't there isn't Darth um Darth Vader. So, you know, rest in peace, Dave Prowse. And the same goes with uh unfortunately Jeremy Bullock, who only recently passed away. Um and again that was a hard one, you know, the original Boba Fett, Boba Fett. Um, he brings that physical presence to what is, you know, what really gave birth to the Mandalorian. You know, what we are seeing right now, the success we're seeing right now is all because of that iconic armor, but also the actions behind that armor, the cowboy-ish, you know, little nods and motions, you know. So rest in peace, Jeremy Bullock. Absolutely. And it's it's even sadder when you realise, obviously, that Boba himself was having such a renaissance now with the news we've had recently, but um, it almost acts as a tribute to Jeremy himself that, you know, the fans are look, looking at Boba and like, no, this guy is the boss. And again, physicality, a lot of that is down to Jeremy himself. Um, beginning of the year in March, we, we sadly lost Andrew Jack, who was a voice dialect coach on, uh, I believe, Solo of Star Wars Story, as well as The Force Awakens. He played Kaluan Emats in The Force Awakens and The Last Jedi and voiced Moloch in Star Wars, uh, Solo, A Star Wars Story. And he also was integral to so many other films, so James Bond films, the Lord of the Rings trilogy. He created a lot of the accents for that, Troy as well. So um, Andrew Jack would be, will be missed within the fandom as well. Yeah, absolutely. Rest in peace, Andrew Jack. And uh, finally, and still... Unfortunately, uh, Ron Cobb, uh, rest in peace, Ron. You know, he was uh, vital for the uh, designs and concepts of so many creatures uh, and other designs in Star Wars. And uh, without him, we wouldn't have so many cool designs. You know, aliens that are blue-skinned and red-eyed, you know, forget about it. Uh, It's all because of Ron Cobb. So thank you so much, Ron. And uh, once again, rest in peace. Yep, and we'd like to extend that to to every member of the Star Wars family who sadly passed away this year. Regardless of how big or small their roles were, you're still part of the galaxy far, far away that we love and cherish. So, uh, yeah, we'd like to take this moment to remember them all. Now, going into 2020, 
we were just coming off the back of the rise of Skywalker. So we're now living in a post-Rise of Skywalker era. We're now a year on from the film. It's a film that I said I was going to go back and watch a few times. Luke Bly has said, you know, whilst it may not be his favourite, he still found it enjoyable and would, and would probably go back to rewatch it. So um, question for you, mate, was when was the last time you sat down and watched Tross at home? Ah, oh, bro. Um, it must have been... Hang on, I can tell you exactly. <laughs> it was just under a month ago. Just under a month ago, I watched it. I've seen it quite a few times at home, mate. And, um, you know, this time of year, I think especially because of the circumstance, the crazy circumstances we're in, um, I've found myself reminiscing so much about last year. Um, and it feels like it was it's further away than it actually is, you know, which is mad, really. You know, I, I just thinking back to when yourself... Um, Isaac and I were running around Leicester Square, you know, <laughs> running around a, ho- a couple of hotels on the square, trying to get like good views of it. And bro, like we got into like a high level, a, a floor, like the highest floor of this hotel near Leicester Square, which is, by the way, where all the premieres, like the European premieres, they happen in Leicester Square in in London, right? And uh, yeah, man, do you remember that? That, that I, I look back at that with such fondness, even though we didn't get the results we wanted. We had a couple of good pints that night. We we actually dropped some some sweet podcast patron content that night, and we were a paper's width away from like officially getting into the premiere as accredited press. It was down to the last few seconds, and and we also tried some guerrilla tactics as well. Let's not lie, we had a lot of fun, um, including a guy who managed to get us tickets but we were too late because we were back in Stratford at the time but it was a crazy night it was a lot of fun and uh, again we don't I don't want to go hang on hang on hang on what a guy got us tickets and we were in Stratford oh oh, me and Peffy said we'd never mention this ever (laughs) do do, do you remember we met some guy who he 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 basically swooped out of nowhere and he was like hey I heard you're looking for tickets I can get you tickets I went there last year I got tickets really nice dude yeah he said Um, he got into solo that's it, and we don't know how it. We I kind of assumed he just sort of like climbed in through the ceiling, um, but <laughs> he was looking around and he tried to get tickets. And he said, uh, "He said, let me have your number in case we in case I get some tickets." And um, I said, "Okay, you can have mine." Thinking he'd never get back. And myself and uh, Isaac Pevy, Blyzak himself, uh, were sitting in Stratford. I don't know what we're doing. I think we we're getting a last second drink or McDonald's on the way home. And I checked my phone and the guy was like, I've managed to secure a few tickets if you're still here. Um, but no I, but we weren't way. sure if he actually meant it or not because he, he didn't really give it any kind of details other than I've got a few tickets. Yeah, we nearly got in and it was, feels like a different time, mate, just being able to freely run around, <laughs> grab a pint, have a laugh. I mean, I remember there was a couple of dudes there who had cameras and, um, proper like uh, cameras and boom mics and that who were covering the event for a, a large scale organization. I know you and Pev were up at the bar and I remember going up to them saying, listen, we, we're, we're actually in meant to be going to this, but I've actually forgotten where I meant to pick the tickets up from. And the guy was like, oh, you've got to go to the view cinema or something. I said, oh, I can remember the guy's name. He said, I can't remember the guy's name. I, we couldn't remember the guy's name, but we managed to get we managed to get like these little bits of information about where to go, and oh, it was a lot of fun. My. Oh my so days! Fun. Do you, and now you're saying this, I'm like, all these memories are flooding back. Like we were <laughs> running, guys. We were running around like a five star hotel. Yeah, we're like, trying to go for the roof, and you were going to get a roof. You you were the first one. I was like, yeah, let's, let's go on the roof. Let's do it. <laughs> 
I was like, yeah, you can get into the roof. You just need to find like the maintenance bit. <laughs> like, that's it. You just need to find the stairwell, get to the maintenance bit. And like most of the time, doors are, slot- are not... There's like videos of these kids like hacking Piccadilly Circus in London like a couple months ago. I'm not recommending any of this, by the way. No, I wouldn't do that. But hey, for the sake of a good view at Tross, so you know, maybe. Um, we start. We did, there is video footage out there. It is in Pevy's vaults, but there is video and audio footage of us actually trying all of this. And one day it may see the light of day. But we started in Burger King, didn't we, mate? And well, we probably should have stayed there. Well, that's. I was actually going to mention that, mate. Yeah, <laughs> we, we were in Burger King, like just kind of we were figuring out plan b i think we were getting like snacks and we were figuring out plan b went up to like the first floor of you know in america you call the second floor the one above the ground um (laughs) and anyway we're like oh man this is actually really good um view of what's going to happen but we were determined we were like nah we're going to get into this thing. You know, this isn't even an option. We did actually try through the official routes, didn't we? Let's not lie. We, we, were, we, we, did a, we were approached and did try the official routes. It wasn't like we were just ch- chancing it. Yeah. We had actually tried it by official PR people. And I, I swear it's like the person we were speaking to who was actually going to get us into the premiere to cover it, they only like let us know like a few hours, uh, effectively a few hours. I think it was like the night before. Uh, they let uh, us know. I think it was the morning off. Was it really? Yeah, it was something it was really, really close because we were just going to go up anyway, just in case. Yes, precisely. And um, yeah, that was that was annoying. So it kind of left a little bit of a salty taste in our uh, in our mouth. Is that the expression? Yeah, a uh, sour taste. Yeah, a sour taste. <laughs> You've been eating. Yeah, yeah, that's it, mate. Oh, anyway, uh, yeah, no, Rise of Skywalker, man. Despite the fact that I kind of have a love hate relate, look, we're talking about the premiere more, but I like that's. <laughs> I kid you, I kid you not. Like, I have such fond memories of that just being up London. Like, man, I love being up London anyway. It's my favourite place in the world, and like. I think when it's all rainy and dark and wintry and Star Wars was out there, you know, Star Wars has become so synonymous with this like time of the year. And I think that's such a cool feeling. Um, but really, when, when we talk about 2020, because we've been talking about 2019, really. But when we... <laughs> but yeah. I did see Daisy Ridley at the premiere very quickly, so I did make my 2020 easily yeah. before it even started. And we saw Ian McDermott's head. Yeah, saw Ian. I saw Ian. I think that was it, wasn't it, really? But Daisy in a blue dress, I remember that. Saw loads of like, stormtroopers and 501st people, so that was nice. Black um, windows, yeah. But yeah, no, I, in 2020, it was kind of like... I'll be honest, for me, Matt, it was like a love-hate relationship with this film because I was mm-hmm. kind of like reconciling my thoughts of it, trying to figure out where it sat in my in my like rankings of the film, you know, because we got our ranking episode in the spring, uh, early spring, and I was I was just continuously trying to figure out, you know, where does this sit? You know, has it done damage and has it improved the saga overall? And um, I'm still kind of figuring that out um with some bits anyway but i've kind of come to terms with the rise of skywalker but one thing is for sure it is it's it's going to be remembered mate for me anyway it's going to be remembered as like that last star wars film or probably the last big blockbuster before 
the world changed forever. You know, let that sink in. That's mad. It could be the last billion dollar film we ever see at the theatre. It could it could very well be. Um, Rise of Sky. Yeah, same mate. I I I watched it about three weeks ago, and I every time and I, I'm not going to harp on, but I really really want to like it every time I see it, and I really love some of the moments. And to be honest, I mainly only watch it just to watch Ian McDermott as Palpatine, even though his inclusion completely ruins the film. But I love watching Ian as Palpatine, so I like watching that. And again, I don't hate the film. It's just such a disappointment. And it, and it's just left everybody within other canon, whether that's books, comics, TV series, kind of scratching their head. It's like, what do we do now? Do we touch upon these things? How do we improve it? Can we improve it? Like, what do we do? So it's kind of like, it's left Lucasfilm a bit of a conundrum as well, I think, in terms of how they approach that era. And I'm not going to lie, mate. I think... After, when it came out in like the preceding months, I think it did represent a slump for the franchise. Not Again, not necessarily personally for me, but on a wider level, it wasn't particularly well received by the critics and the mass and the ma- majority of the public. I mean, I didn't love it at least. There was a lot of issues about, you know, the story and, you know, is, has the world gone dry? Is this it for Star Wars? And it kind of didn't really look, it kind of looked like, you know, it's going to be the end, not the end of Star Wars, but, you know, the films may have to take a back burner here because ooh, that last one wasn't so well received, and yeah. which is a shame. But I, I, you know, I like a lot of the part, many moments of the films. I dropped some in my latest jibber jabber for Patreon, like some of the moments I really dig from that film and the other ones. Yeah. So I do like parts of it, but it did. It kind of left me hoping that other things that came out this year would kind of like not erase those sour memories, but you know, g me up a little bit more. Yeah, no, that's fair enough, man. That's fair enough. And I think we all have, well, obviously it goes without saying, we all have like different relationships with these films and, and in particular the, the episodes, you know, as we know, a, there's a big chunk of our listeners that adore The Rise of Skywalker and, you know, even uh, there's there's a group of them and that's their favourite Star Wars film. And I think that's... Right, and I think that's amazing, and it, you know, it mirrors kind of what happened after um, the prequels, right? Like so many of the prequel films are Star Wars fandom, like favorite Star Wars films. You know, it's um, it's nice to see. It really is nice mm-hmm. to see, and I do think the future canon coming is going to address some of these issues. I I, I do think that, and actually, if they do, if they do it well enough there's a chance you could look back at this trilogy and go, actually, that works. It didn't necessarily work the first time round, but that was. But all in all, mate, I, I do like sticking it on. That's the thing. And I'm more likely to stick on Rise of Skywalker right now than, you know, Attack of the Clones or uh, Solo. You know, it's... Um, yeah, you know, and that that's where half the fun is, isn't it? But... It, for me, it's not perfect, and I'm not. I'm not trying to argue that it is, but um, I'm. I'm. I'm glad that we got it, and I'm glad that it came out before all of this real world craziness. You know, all this huge uh, circulation of death sticks or whatever it is that's stopping the world exactly. from working. Bang on, my friend. No, you're right, and as you said, it's the memories that go along with it. Look, just because we didn't find the film as good as we'd hoped, if so many other people did. And that's the beauty of how we run this show is we don't, we're not judgmental. You know what I mean? Which is, we're great. We welcome everybody. If you hate that film, if you love it, you're all part of the gang still, as long as you're respectful. And that's exactly what we want to be. Cause we know a lot of people who 
really dig that film. But like you say, the all the speculation episodes before, like running riot around Leicester Square, then actually getting to sit down back home here in Essex to watch it and the kind of fallout from it, like our shows and listening to everyone. It's it's still it's all part of the experience, student. Do you know what I mean? Star Wars in itself Exactly. Star Wars isn't perfect. There's never a, nothing's perfect. There's always something to um, nitpick or to whine about or to or to praise at the same time. So and the Rise of Skywalker just fell on a different side for us. But um well in terms of canon, there was uh, I'll run through some of the canon things I like this year, mate, in twenty twenty. We had a few books. Shadowfall came out, uh, the second part of the Alphabet Squadron trilogy from Alexander Freed. Uh I really like that book actually, and I liked the first Alphabet Squadron, so I can't wait to see what he does with the third one. Um, did you read that one, mate? Um, yeah. Good, good. Well, I'm glad you read that one. Uh, the next one I read was uh, Poe Dameron, Freefall. Obviously, all about Poe Dameron before he was uh, in the Resistance. And it kind of deals with a bit of the fact that, oh, in the comics, they said he was part of the Resistance. But then actually in the film, they said he was a Spice Runner. So this book kind of blends those two together. And they're like, oh, that's how he became a Spice Runner. And, you know, it's quite fun. Him and Zori are in it. And it's quite a cool little book. Did you read that one, mate? Yeah, I did. Um, Good. I, 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 I really liked the anti-hero message so oh, yeah that that guy so yeah yeah i'm, I'm all for that uh thrawn ascendancy chaos rising came out the new thrawn prequel which i wasn't entirely excited about because the books those books are fine but this book this book was all right actually it's pretty good uh I, i'll read the, the next two because well we like i like the books but the Thrawn books are the ones I'm least excited about, but I am excited when he popped up in Rebels, for example. But uh, So Thrawn Ascendancy, Chaos Rising, pretty decent book as it turned out. Did you read that one? Yeah, I um, I read that and... Uh... Yeah. Yeah, Thrawn, blue. Um, <laughs> Queen's Peril, the E.K. Johnston, second book of the Padme series that she's been doing. Again, quite a good little book. I like it, focusing on uh, get more stories on what Padme was up to like a much underused character her handmaidens and like the time of the early prequel trilogy so it's quite fun going back to see that and again this book was fine I liked it uh did you read that one um do you know what yes I did and uh I I thought wow this is this is something you know so about uh, that ending eh? yeah the ending was absolutely significant i i thought it was amazing how it kind of like um mirrored you know what's going on in modern day norwegian politics you know that's uh, that's, it. that's, that's it. what i got you, from it that's know. how i know you've read it because that's exactly what it says verbatim and yes. um one, one i haven't read but it has dropped on my doorstep so thank you to penguin random house is light of the jedi the first high republic novel by charles saul i cannot wait to get my teeth into this everyone i've seen has said actually do you know what this is a lot better than it I ever thought it would be. Apparently, it really is a fantastic book. So I'm going to dive into that this week. So when the embargo lifts, there'll be a uh, probably a non-spoiler review out on the podcast feed. But Light of the Jedi, you going to read that book, mate? Do you know what? Out of all the books, I'm probably uh, if I'm going to read one, I'm, I might read that one. I mean, I, I might add that to the collection of what I've read. So. Yeah, I, I can't believe what I'm hearing. But um, and then, well, uh, if you do, we can do a non-spoiler review together. Then, oh, and, imagine um, that. 
I know. I think people will tune. We get double the listeners just to hear what you think about the book. Can they care what I think? Flaming, flaming heck! Charles Saul will be jumping on. There's like Blilo's on there. Suck it. Sign me up for the Blilo Republic. And then just really quickly, the Marvel Star Wars line came out. I'm not. I think that one's okay. I preferred the last, the start of the first line. So kind of like a New Hope Empire one. Marvel Darth Vader run has started and. That I am really enjoying that. They just know how to write the Darth Vader comics for the most part. Some of them are a bit iffy, like the standalones. But Marvel Darth Vader is going places, and it's really, really interesting what they're setting up. Again, sequel trilogy links, digging it. Rise of Kylo Ren was like the resistance of comics this year. It wasn't really very good. So um, I don't really want to go back and read that. It does kind of sort of like naff a bit all over the whole idea that Kylo destroyed a temple, and it turns out actually he didn't do anything. He just fell over. Um, and then we also had Squadrons come out, didn't we, mate? Yeah, Squadrons came out. And, um, Did you play that one, mate? I, we've played that. We, listen, we've played that together, Master Hudson. And, uh, yeah, it's all right. Should be when did you free. last play it? Oh, mate, come on. It was one we played with your brother. <laughs> Same here. <laughs> That's about two months ago. I know. I, I do feel like a schmuck, mate. I do feel like a schmuck. But I was, I, you know, we had to get it because we're Star Wars boys and we we got to review this stuff. You know, we got to talk about it. And plus, I wanted to give it the benefit of the doubt. But, and it's not awful. It's just not my game. It's not everyone's game. It's a very niche game. And do you know what? Good for EA for making a game like that. But, man, I just wish it was a, a, an open game. I really wish that. But there we go. I, I actually talked more about that with uh, Dan um, yes. Sexton on last month's uh, Journal of Luke Blywalker on Patreon. So uh, that that was good fun. That was good fun talking about that. But there we go. Yeah, that was a good discussion, if I do say so myself. Um, yeah, I can't really add anything more to that. It's a it's a fun game I, from what I remember. But I took, the last time I played it was with, with Lukey Boy. We streamed it on YouTube and my brother was playing... Uh, you can't hear him, but you can see him wrecking fools. And we were possibly the worst team I've ever seen. But I, I don't know. I mean, I bought it for the can and I bought it for the law and just for the hope that it was a, would be a surprise. And it's, again, it, it's not blind fanboyism, but it's not a bad game at all. But like Luke said, it just it just didn't tick the boxes for me. But it's got a large, it's got a good cult following. So again, respect. Yeah, yeah. Respect, respect. Uh, now on, on to more spicy subjects, uh, dare I say, uh, the Clone Wars season seven. You heard it, guys. The spice train has pulled up, and a load of absolute filthy people have come out. Um, it's the <laughs> cast of the Clone Wars. No, uh, Clone Wars season seven. This was one of the most anticipated shows in animated. I, I, history, I guess. I'm not actually, I, you know, I'm saying that and I'm like, I feel like I'm disrespecting the world of anime. Um, but no, it, it was certainly was anticipated. And actually the um, the streaming records for Clone Wars has been incredible in the last few months, maybe. I was actually looking at this this week uh, where The Mandalorian has pretty much been at the top of streaming charts for now the past two months, people. Two months. Um, wow. Yeah, it's it's pretty crazy. In in fact, I think I saw somewhere the here's just one statistic, right? The uh premiere of season 2 of um Star Wars the Man- Mandalorian was 70% bigger 
than the premiere of the season one of the mandalorian right which was already a success now it's really hard to measure this kind of stuff but because the success of the mandalorian um the, the idea is that obviously you know clone wars came out in may but it's still trending it's still demanding millions of views and that is impressive, but it's not just coincidence. The Clone Wars was a success. It was well-received. It was well-written. It had some lows, but generally, this show was damn fine and enjoyable. Uh, and I think a pretty good end for what has become a really big fan favorite in the Star Wars community. So once again, congratulations to Dave Filoni. Yeah, well, fan favorite fan is exactly the word you got to mention that you know hashtag save save the clone wars and all that so, um was was trending or was at least on people's uh, minds for years and then out of nowhere hashtag clone wars saved they're bringing back season seven and it just just does go to show that you know lucasfilm disney or at least people there do do listen they might not listen to everything the fans say but they have a finger on the pulse of what the fans want they knew that there was a thirst for season seven and they knew that if they bought it back, it would be big. What do they do? They bought it back, and it's been big. And along with some of the other things they've announced recently. But look, the three the three arcs, we mentioned the Martez sisters arc. I know it wasn't a lot of people's favourites, including ours, but it does kind of sit up a soak a little bit more, and it means she you know, ham-fistedly gets to meet Bogotan in it. And But the Bad Batch have got their own spin-off because of it. I mean, I'm, I'm assuming that was in the works anyway. They just, I think Lucasfilm was just kind of glad that people liked them. And of course, we've got the Siege of Mandalore arc and the Order 66 ending as well. And that beautiful, beautiful ending for the entire series as well. And season seven, this time last year, we were, Luke and myself, like, paraphrasing, we both said, you know, we, we'll watch it. We're, you know, we're looking forward to it, I guess, but it's not. What well, it's not the thing we're most looking forward to because we enjoyed the Clone Wars, but we're both Rebels boys, so we both kind of went in thinking, oh well, you know, we're going to enjoy it. And I, I mean, I certainly came out thinking that that was brilliant, mate. Yeah, yeah, I, I really enjoyed this, and I think we were caught up in all the other news, you know, Rise of Skywalker, The Mandalorian, season seven of the Clone Wars, almost, it almost felt like an afterthought, you know, dare I say? And I think you know some of that plays into our age, you know. Um, because those things you just mentioned were new, like Fallen Order, Mando, mm. Rise of Skywalker, mm. new. With Clone Wars, it was kind of it was going back and visit, revisiting the world. We knew what was kind of what was going to happen, who was going to survive, and that. So it kind of just felt like, oh, you know, that that would be a nice kind of like dessert, but end up being more. It, it really just, uh, it really just commanded the seas for you know the weeks it was on. And, um, you know, if you haven't heard our opinions on it, I strongly recommend you go and listen back to our roundtable uh, talking yeah. about Clone Wars because hey, that that was great. That was really good That's fun. good uh, roundtables, haven't we? <laughs> dude, when it comes to Star Wars 2020, you can't not mention the Clone Wars, and I'm so grateful for that. Yeah, I mean, you, you can't not mention the other big uh, thing that ended in 2020, and that was, of course, Star Wars Resistance. I'm sure you all remember when that um, concluded on January the 26th after 40 episodes. I mean, uh, we jest, we jest about it, but we are, we have spoken about it. We are, we will do a resistance episode one day. We're going to rewatch it and go back over it because we, we give it, you know, we, we have a laugh about it, but uh, there are certain things which are pretty cool about it, but 
I would love to watch it again in, in like a binge watch where I'm not waiting week on week and I can just watch like chunks of it in one go and maybe I'll enjoy it more than I did. But uh, as I note, Resistance did end this year, didn't it, Luke? Yeah, I'm going to ring up my uh, my boss sometime next year and be like, I need two weeks off. Well, well, why is that, Luke? I'm watching Resistance. I'm binging it. <laughs> People are like, what's that? What's all that about? Yeah, you ever seen a droid that looks like a mop? Because I have, <laughs> and it's in Resistance. <laughs> you know the one I'm, I'm talking about. It just looks like a really temporary like droid that runs around. It kind of looks think... like a mop. I can only think of Kazuda and Jaeger and I can't, and the Colossus, obviously I can't think of, I can't. And again, this isn't a slight on the show. It's just because I just generally can't remember. Yeah. But that's why we, we will do. We've done a rebels remembered. We've looked back at the clone wars. We will do resistance. What, uh, at some point in 2021. Yeah, that sounds good. That sounds good. And, uh, it, it, once again, feeling. It, it's nice to see, you know, some more star Wars, uh, content. Yeah. Once more feeling. And yeah. in the sequel trilogy as well. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That is a good point. That is a good point. But really, I think it just comes down to one of the greatest things to ever happen to Star Wars mythology. Um, I, I've been convinced by this since, you know, almost the first episode. The Mandalorian. It goes without saying, guys, the last two months, we've been going on about it. I don't know why. Um Every Friday, we recapped it, and I'm so glad we did, man. I'm so glad we gave ourselves the time to to just, like, do instant reactions and then do other episodes on it with, with like, our listeners. We've done a roundtable on it now, two roundtables. A couple, yeah. Uh, well, three, right? Three, actually, now. Um, mm. I, had, I had so much fun, mate. had so much fun with The Mandalorian. You know, without trying to go into too many specifics, because we have so much content out there, even already talking about that. <laughs> if you've not listened to it, what, what's wrong with you? Go back and listen <laughs> to the recaps and listen to the roundtables. Um, but there's going to be more episodes coming for 2021 because there's still so much. And that, that's just talking about the Mandalorian, not recaps per se. But um, yeah. there's there's still so much to like unwrap and and just talk about with the Mandalorian season two. Um, and it, it gave us so much. Um with what was such a hard year for millions of people uh, around the world, it really was special to have something like the Mandalorian around. And I I said this on our recap, man. I hope you don't mind me saying it again. No, mate. You know, guys, really think and just try and cement the memory of seeing the Mandalorian season two finale for the first time. Just look after that because that was special and that will go down in history. That's going to go down in popular culture as something very iconic. Um, And it it was just special. It was really special to see that happen. And uh, I'm very, very grateful for that. I'm grateful to Lucasfilm. Kathleen Kennedy, John Favreau, Dave Filoni, Peyton Reed, and everyone else involved. So, um, yeah, thank you. Spot on, mate. Let's not forget Ludwig Goranson as well, Ladvig as we've oh, called him yes. for the for the scores and re you know recreating, not recreating, revitalizing the sound of Star Wars and even in that series finale, like 
when the Jedi appeared and that music just starts. It's just like, this is just outrageous. And like the dark troopers and their music and the music throughout, how they mixed in Ahsoka's and all these other themes. It's just what Goranson has done alongside Favreau, Filoni, all of the directors, Kathy Kennedy, Colin Wilson, everybody involved. It's just been nothing short of phenomenal. You know what I mean? There's, season two was such a high that, you know, good luck with season three, whoever's doing, directing and writing that, because you've got a, you've got a, a lot to build upon. And, you know, we went into that on the round table, what we think might happen, but we're going to do, like Luke said, more episodes next year because that well ain't going to run dry anytime soon. But, you know, the Mando season two, we, we hoped it would be great for us, myself and Luke, we both loved it so very much. And it made again, it made our week. We'd wake up on a Friday morning. We'd, we'd have, we'd have a breakfast. We'd watch Mando. We'd absorb it. We'd chat about it. A few hours later, it was out there for the world. And, we then chat about chat about it with all you guys and girls, and it was really cool. Eight week, excuse the pun, but bubble, uh, which I sat, which I have been missing, which is really, uh, uh, which is really tragic on one hand, but but quite sad as well. Like literally, got oh, I'm quite sad about this. On the other, that I miss that kind of recap. But we know we're going to get about fifteen other recaps coming because obviously you, we we dropped the episode the other week. Disney Investor Day. We've got so much content coming over the next few years. We know next year now we're getting the Book of Boba Fett and the holiday season, potentially Mando season three as well at some point. So, you know, the recaps will be coming thick and fast from the end of next year, won't they, mate? Oh, mate, I I can't wait to get stuck into the other Star Wars content. I really, I really can't, and I do think um, what John and Dave have done is so is so special. I'm, I'm looking forward to the future, um, but uh, like with what you said mate i'm sure not everything is going to be perfect and you know we mentioned this in our main show a couple of weeks ago um yeah and and i'm sure it's something that we're going to speak about more in in the future but just right now dude i am just like rolling around in the in the filth of excitement and and just joy just joy Matt, we've had two seasons of The Mandalorian, and both of them were absolutely exceptional. So come on, let's just, um, mate. Right? How good? Which, is which one was your favourite? Come on, I've got to put you on the spot. Which one? Which one would you go back and rewatch now? Right. I was thinking about this today, <laughs> and it's a really Same difficult. Here. It's a really difficult, like, question to answer because you kind of can't have one without the other. Mm-hmm. I feel like season two, though. I'll level with you. I, I just think there's just so much in it that makes me jump off the ground with excitement. I just think Mandalorian season one was so just important. It was vital for what was going to come. And it made us fall in love with characters who we'd never met before. And the the route to season two just felt so organic and 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 right. Season two, though, bro. What about you? Uh, I'm going to be the um, Armand White, the contrarian, and I think season one for me. But it's it's like a it's like flipping a coin to see which one it lands on this week because next week I want to go back and watch season two. But I, I every for those who listened to the recap and lots of you did, so thank you. You'll know that my some of my favorite episodes were when they just centered around the the OG Mando cast, and some of my favorite episodes from season two was when there was less cameo, more like core cast. Not to say I didn't like those episodes because listen to the recaps. I did. But there was just something about like the, like the almost like the unknown you got with these new characters. 
season one, obviously Mando, Grogu, Kara, Grief, Kuil, IG88, and everybody, Gideon, everybody else. I love that group, and it, it felt new and fresh. And then, but then they brought those into season two, apart from Quill, rest in peace, and IG88. Um, and then they mix them in now with the established characters or people like Cobb Vanth, the stud, Ahsoka, um, Boba, and others as well. So they managed to integrate them so seamlessly that it's very tough to pick. But there's something about season one which I really, really like just because it did feel like its own little thing before it you know, entered a, a wider world. But I don't know. Again, it, it, tomorrow I'll probably say season two because I'll flip a coin, man. Oh, mate. Hey, good answer. Good answer. Now, now Matty Boy, is there anything else that uh, wraps up your, your little cheeky 2020 Star Wars highlights? Um, before we, yeah, before we get to the, the major question at the end of it, uh, the High Republic era was announced, wasn't it, mate? Pro, uh, Project Luminous, I think it went under the oh, code yeah. name. Remember that? We did a show last year, I think it might be the beginning of this year or the end of last year, where we were like, what could it be? Right. Because there were like so many theories of people being like, this is it. This is the future. This is the Ryan Johnson trilogy. That's uh, it. Hey, listen, that. That's a uh, that's a chat for another time. But, that's uh, an episode, yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> but, yeah, no, uh, High Republic. Um, really cool. I like the way that it's so uh, collaborative and has so many people, you know, figuring out what is this. And as we know now, I don't want to delve into it too much, but, you know, we know that it isn't just like comics and books now. At first, we thought it was at the beginning of the year. We thought it was as per the announcement. But, you know, we know that the Acolyte uh, Leslie Headland series is is set at the end of the High Republic. So, I mean, it, it, that's amazing because I was thinking the other day, boy, you know, Leslie's got to be involved in this mythology then, right? This, this storytelling that's happening in these books and comics, she surely has to be quite important in this. So... Yeah, mate. I uh I'm really I'm really intrigued to see where this goes. And it feels like, and this is the thing, just going back to the the book uh stuff we were talking about, it it seems like for the first time in actually, I'll be honest, a long time, that kind of canon really matters now more than ever. And I'd go I'd I'd say that the Mandalorian kind of confirmed that. Like, you know, with Cobb Vamp, with Bo Katan and these canon things, these canon nods, you know, yeah. I mean, that's a cool place to be in, right? Oh, mate, and I've been saying since day one that the stories are out there. I mean, I know everyone doesn't see them as top tier, but they're, 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 they're canon. There's a place for them somewhere. There's characters, there's stories, there's ships, there's locations out there, but already in books and comics and games. Use them. The Mandalorian show that you can do that without confusing people. So, I'm so glad that they did that. But with when they mentioned that Leslie Headland's The Acolyte was like in the waning years of the High Republic, I was like, wow. Okay, mate, you know, this isn't just going to be books and comics because regardless of how excited we are for it, it's still not, there's still not going to be as many people you know, diving into the books as would watch, say, The Mando or Clone Wars Season 7. It's still going to be a, a smaller percentage of fans who dive into it. So to know that there's going to be a TV series, which you can then watch and be like, oh, look, there's loads of books based on this. Very clever, but I mean, I, yeah, I'm, I'm look. I can't wait to dive into Light of the Jedi. I I kind of covered the eight, the first eight chapters on our YouTube channel in like a non-spoiler thoughts, and I really, really was excited by what I read. 
Uh, the only thing I have seen which I didn't like was the <laughs> was on the front cover of that book. There's some greyhounds, isn't there, like charging towards the enemy, and it just looked really, really weird. Yeah, um, galactic greyhounds. Yeah, it looks a bit naff. I won't even <laughs> lie. To you. It just looks like it looks like horses and greyhounds. Yeah, it looks like someone is high or something. They're in a hospital. They're in a hospital and they're like on like tons of morphine and That's they're watching and they're watching for nothing, mate. And then they're <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it's like they're watching Narnia, but like through the lenses of morphine. You know, it's like oh, come on. Just, I don't yeah, know. The horses and the dogs are a bit unimaginative seemed, for me, seemed, but seemed a bit lame. Uh, yeah. it's just a the, picture, the content right? looked good though so the content looked, was good so i can overlook the kind of horses and real world dog looking things because the content i've read so far uh, has been really quite good so long may that continue mate so um yeah high republic and I'm, I'm glad to hear that you've got um more than a slight interest in it because um it's it's because we mentioned beforehand that like, will this pique the interest of people who don't read the books and comics and mm-hmm. you know it's quite cool to know that you're at least excited about it so um but to have, did you have any more to add on the 2020 before we get to the main question now, mate? Uh, not really. Not really. I'm just, you know, 2020, good riz- riddance, mate. Jog on. Jog yeah. on. Do one. See you later. A couple yeah. of kef beers later and it'll be over. But uh, well, to end then this main discussion, we're actually going to uh, sneak in one of our Patreon questions from uh, one of them, the tank, Jimmy Adams, who appeared on last week's roundtable session. Because it is, you know, it's a perfect way to end this discussion off. And Jimmy asked us, he said, guys, what has been your favourite Star Wars moment of 2020? And this can be anything Star Wars related. So what a way, Jimmy, it's almost like you knew, but what a way to win. So um, Luke, favourite Star Wars moment of the entire year. You know it. You, know, you already know it. It's the season finale of the Mandalorian. Uh, it's the Luke moment. It's everything. It's everything about the end of the Mandalorian. It's everything about that. You know, for the first time in a very long time, I was a 10 year old in my nan and granddad's house watching like a VHS of return of the Jedi. And this just felt like an extended like scene or a deleted scene from that. Um, it was, it was absolutely incredible. Um, but to kind of like expand on that slightly, um, to be honest, Jimmy, Jimmy, um, it's just waking up early in the morning to watch The Mandalorian. It's going to sound really crazy. Just like get my coffee machine re- like ready, get my like coffee mug and, you know, it's slightly nippy, but I didn't open the windows to air out my apartment or anything. I, I kept them closed because I knew I was getting up early to watch the Mando and I still wanted it kind of to be warm and sticking on that Disney Plus logo. And then, the, you know, oh, mate, it's good. It's good. I think, I think the Mandalorian really, really felt like true escapism for the last chunk of this year. Uh, and I've used this word a lot. I'm very grateful for it. But to really use a Star Wars sessionsism above all else, Jimmy, it was just so good. So good. Ah, Danny Boy says it best as usual. Um, bang on the spot on there, mate. It's hard to look past that, isn't it? It's really, really hard to look past that moment just because, and not even the Luke moment as well. It's just, 
it's, it's Din and Baby at the end it made me cry my eyes out for the first time ever at any Star War ever that moment because of the connection with the characters. So yeah, that moment, I guess if I'm going to play devil's advocate and choose something else, again, it's something quite recent, but probably the investor day announcements, just because we're all kind of thinking what's next. You know, Tyker's got a film out apparently, Kevin Feige, Ryan Johnson's doing a trilogy. Um, are we getting what, what's happening with season three? What's next is a, is a bad batch coming out, but when suddenly Kathleen Kennedy just comes out, presses a detonator and nukes the entire uh, social media. Ten Star Wars shows dropping through uh, across Disney Plus and theatrically. Rogue Squadron with Patty Jenkins. And then oh. the book of Boba Fett just drops at the end of the finale. So uh, for a 2020 moment, just staying up and seeing that and seeing like the explosion of fan reaction online was special because it's, it's, you know, it doesn't always happen in this fandom. Um and then knowing that the future seems to be in safe hands again, it may not all be great. We know that, but we're certainly going to go in assuming it is, but it's quite hard to look past that Luke Skywalker moment in the Mando because it meant so much to a lot of people. And it, uh, me included just sat forward the whole time. I was like, no, no, yes. Mm. And I've been watching some of the reactions on YouTube and people are just going bonkers, man. It's been great to see. So, um, yeah, I think Luke Skywalker, the Disney investor, they announced for me. Uh, and on the side note, I've really have enjoyed that Marvel Darth Vader comic series. So, uh, almost and upwards with that matey boost. So Jimmy, uh, and everyone listening, what has been your favorite moment of 2020 in star Wars, big, small in, across any star Wars. We'd love to hear it. Wouldn't we mate? Oh, absolutely. And, uh, I just want to say a quick thank you to everyone who has been listening in 2020. Everyone in the community, the Discord chit chat server, everything. It, it really has been a special and, and also, to be honest, a challenging year for us and everybody. Uh, it's had its highs, it's had its lows. But, you know, guys, you know, we're getting through this. And um, just want to say thank you to every one of you. This is Guy Henry, known for playing Grand Moff Tarkin in Rogue One, and you're listening to Star Wars Sessions, probably Britain's greatest Star Wars podcast. It's time to raise a toast to everything we got in Star Wars in 2020, and see the back of the year as well. So let's dive into our favourite dusty old drinking hole, the Bantina, shall we? Oh, let's do it. It's all those muscles from carrying the show for the last year. Um, <laughs> Bantina, for those new to the show and for those old to the show, Bantina. We, each week we sit down with the greatest listeners in the galaxy, which of course is you, all of you, and we have a couple of Kef beers. There you go. The sequel trilogy legacy, Tross, Kef beers. Oh. Whilst getting to know your thoughts on the main discussion, except this year to end 2020, instead we're going to be punching it. And we're just going to be taking your Patreon questions to end off the Bantina in 2020. For extra content, go to patreon.com forward slash Star Wars Sessions. You know it's going to be so good. Best podcast. Best podcast. So good. So good. Oh. <laughs> Dan Sexton will return in 2021. <laughs> yes. Yes, he will. Big time. Big time. Uh, right. Okay. So uh, to start us off is an absolute legend. Uh, we know him 
and we love him. It's Robert Lawson, and he's got a great question for us, my boy. It's a simple one. Will Din rescue Grogu from Luke's Temple Massacre? What do you think, mate? Um, in short, no. I don't think he will, but, I'd like it, but in my head, I'd love him to. I'd love like there to be like the most unbelievable scenario where, despite Kylo Ren not blowing up the temple, go read those comics. Um, in the background, you got like Boba Fett is like in the in Slave One. He's like ninety years old, swooping in, and Mando's taking falls down and saving Grogu. It's romantic. It would be brilliant, but then you'd think we kind of left Luke Skywalker for dead. Um, <laughs> but no, I think um, I think Grogu will be back at some point, potentially season three, because you mentioned on the roundtable, Grogu equals money. Um, so I don't think he will rescue him from the Temple Massacre. But you know, in a, in another world, would I like to see like a what if? Absolutely, man. Man, good shout. Yeah, it's a really good question, Robert, to be honest. Uh, Part of me says probably. Um, And the way I look at it is this is especially possible if there is a huge time jump for The Mandalorian Season 3 or maybe 4. However, I'm thinking probably not. Uh, I because uh, like Matt said, I think we're going to see him in season three. You know, this kid is iconic. He has kind of become the de facto face of Star Wars. You know, the whole IP. Um, so I have a feeling they have written something to figure this out. And I'll be honest with you, Robert. I have no idea right now what that looks like. I, I really don't. But let me put it this way. I, I, I think that is a special thing, you know, to, to, to go in to season three and have literally like no idea where this is going. We, we know there's some, some like beef between some Mandalorians and there's a big bad out there. Do you know what I mean? That's pretty much it. That's all we need to know. That's amazing. That is absolutely amazing. And it goes to show, Robert, there is story to tell here. There is story to tell. So, dude, I am so excited to see what happens. But I'll tell you this, mate. There's a lot of people online, like on YouTube and socials. And, oh, but what about Grogu? Guess he gets killed by Kylo, by, you know, Daddy Ren. Um, nah, he's not. They're not going to do that. They're, they're just not going to do that. No storyteller or marketeer or whoever in their right mind is going to be like, yeah, do you know what? We're going to kill off Grogu. We're going to kill off this kid and he's going to get lightsabered to, to, to the back. Or even worse, a drink over his head. I oh, you, but you went there. I went there, mate. I went there. Yeah, it's not right happening. It. It's not going to happen. But it's a very good question, Robert. Very good question. And do you know what? I'm sure we're going to re- revisit it at some point uh, in, in the year to come, mate. But thank you for sending that in, Mr. Lawson. You're legend. Good shout, good shout. I just hope when they do reunite, it, it's a big emotional reunion to kind of uh, play alongside the big emotional goodbye scene i think i hope they've got it i hope it's just not to say quickly run in grab him and leave again um, and there's a lot of people online who are a bit annoyed that luke skywalker turned up so i can't imagine they're going to be like let's also tie it into luke skywalker's jedi academy uh, massacre so i don't think they're going to do that anyway but a uh, good shout and same as, uh, as we said with jimmy's question we want to hear your thoughts everybody is din going to rescue grogu from luke's temple what a what a story that would be 
Uh, the next question we got was from Sean Hudson. Heard of him. Buys good beer. He sent in this question. He said, <clears throat> and I say, Alex Jessup and I have been friends for more than 35 years, showing your age. So, him loving a fight, as we know, has convinced me to perform a galactic WWE tag team. He needs the credits, you see, as a top prize to pay off an old Sabuck debt. Star Wars session sponsors the kit and training gear, so thank you, lads. It's all right. Being Star Wars focused, what would our signature finishing move be? What would it be called? And can you give us a 10-second idea for entrance music, which will be played by Jabba's Cantina Band? Uh, so Luke Sky, Luke Skywalker, Luke Bly Walker. What would the uh, the Alex Jessup and Sean Hudson's finishing move be in wrestling? What would it be called? Um, um, like a 10-second idea for like the entrance music. Yeah. Um, all right. Okay. It's going to be called the Spinning Flution Flat Top. <laughs> and think about it. Your opponent's standing there, jump on them, but in such a way that you're going to spin around them. Bit like how um, the old Mando did to Boba in the old season finale. What's her name? M- oh, um, Sasha Banks' character. Costco Reeves. Yes, thank you. Bit like that. And then you're going to float up a little bit. You know, you can do that however you want. Jetpack, the Force, Bouncy Castle, and then you're going to flatten them. And entrance music will be something like this. Mad Hudson. Mad Hudson. You're okay, mate. Yeah. Yeah, because it's... We celebrate your name because it's Sean... Sean and Alex, they're like, you're their leader. So every chance they got, they're just singing your name. That's what I thought anyway. I thought that was better than just, you know, uh, describing it with words. You know, just do it. So there we go, Sean. I hope that, I hope I hope you like it. Yeah, if you, uh, if you want to, you know, record that, that would be great as well. You can all, Sean and Alex in musical, Luke's got the vocals down there. The basil and throat singing, throat vocals. We could do something good with that, couldn't we? Yeah, I, I may. I, I think we could do something good with that. Yeah, you know, I, like Fallen Orders next, uh, or Je- the next Jedi game. You know, I'm, uh, I'm going to be all up in there. Here we go. It's going to all up in that grill. Um, uh, my what? Oh, finishing, finishing move would be. Uh, uh, it could be the end or ending, and it would be basically. Um, Sean would hold the opponent's arms from behind him while Jessup scales the turnbuckle. And just like the Ewoks do in, Fallen, um, in Battlefront when they jump down with their spears, Alex would jump down with that famous fighting galactic right hook of his and take him down. And um, Sean would take the glory, do, do less work but take the glory and go for the pin whilst Alex struts his stuff around, whilst all the ladies swoon and wolf whistle at him. Oh, um, nice. So that would be them and in terms of the music wow well, we, you've seen them haven't you like they put the king in woking so it'd have to be something uh, have to be something regal i'm trying to think of like a regal song in my head or just something like bow, 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 maybe, maybe something you know like kind of like i think marvin gay-esque but played oh. by the jabbers in the band maybe a bit of throat singing as well 
Go on, I'll do the I'll do the bow bow and you do the throat singing. Okay, yeah. three and a two and a one. Bow bow bow. 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 Bow it, it goes without saying that because they're wrestling and they're a tag team and they're both beefcakes and they're going to pull off the, uh, you know, the, what was it? The indoor ending or something. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And what was yours called? Uh, the, what was it? Flipping Flutian. Yeah, it was the spinning Flutian flat top, I think. <laughs> is it? Flat cap. Yeah. Um, flat head. Uh, yeah, uh, it goes out saying because they're tag team beefcakes, they're all going to get oiled up as well. That is like goes without saying. Pair of trunks oiled up in the ring. Yep, that's there you go. Picture that, guys and girls, and happy twenty twenty one for that. Um, but yeah, again, what would their tag team be called? Let us everybody know. And we hope you enjoyed Luke's throat singing. Yeah, absolutely. And to uh, end our spicy bantina is a voicemail from our lovely and loyal Matthew Bell. Let's hear it. Hi, Matt and Luke. Hi, fellow sessioners. It's Matthew Bell here. Uh, those of you on Discord will know me as Plangu. Uh, so, to my Patreon question. Last Thursday's Disney shareholder webcast certainly gave us a lot to look forward to in the galaxy far, far away. But which of the projects that they've announced do you think has the best opportunity to make the biggest impact? For me personally, I think the Acolyte will be the first chance for the post-Lucas era Lucasfilm uh, to create its own distinctive aesthetic, as uh, George did twice, obviously with the original trilogy and then um, with the prequel to trilogy. I'd be interested to know what you guys think. Cheers. Thanks a lot. Mm, very, very good. Uh, that's... A- that's an exceptional question. Uh, May boy, what are you thinking to Matthew's question there, mate? Um, I think it's his first voice message into the into the sessions as well, so thank you for that, mate. Um, Plangu, I know that's a place in Estonia, but I'd like to know the meaning of that. Um, I think, I mean, to me, I think the potentially the Boba Fett one may have the, caused the biggest ripples because... The fans of Boba Fett have got what they want now, and they are obviously extremely happy with what they've got. People like me, who are a bit like, guy's a bit weird, isn't he? He doesn't really do anything. Now think, this guy's awesome! So I'm I'm in. Fennec Shand, Ming-Na Wen, what a queen. Uh, I think that has the, the potential to um, go quite big, because again, it ties into the Mandalorian aesthetic. Fans of this show will now know who they are, so they may go and watch that. They will be able to sell toys from it as well. They will be able to do tie-in material. Um... The Acolyte is a is, is a good shout as well, though. We mentioned, uh, for the reason we mentioned earlier on, because if people watch the Acolyte, they may be more inclined to go and check out the supporting material. And I don't think that the High Republic books will tie in too much to the Acolyte, but they're there in the same era. So the Acolyte's a good shout. But for me, though, I think um, I think the Book of Boba has the most potential to blow up. What about you, though, man? Okay, so... It's a really hard one. Um, I'm kind of going to double down on what Matthew said. And I think it will be Tyker's project. Um, And I think, you know, we're talking about aesthetics. We're talking about, you know, something with real, you know, different character, feeling, 
vernacular, just everything about the project screams different. Um, And that's what Taika Waititi, he is, you know, such a character. Um, Yeah, I, I have a huge confidence in this project and his writing and his direction. Um, so, but I, I do think there's going to be a mix up, you know, and the fact that Kathleen Kennedy has said something like that, just from what she knows about the script and a rough plot kind of tells me everything you need to know. I do think it's going to be big and it's going to be different. And if they market it right, and if they just execute it right, uh, thank you. Yeah, oh, you on the button, <laughs> mate. Right, that's my uh, that's my San Miguel smashed. Um, yeah, do you know what? I got a huge box of them for like nine quid from uh, from oh, Tesco. I, I had a oh god, I had a I had a couple of bottles of Corona the other day oh. because you can get a seven hundred and ten milliliter bottle for two pounds in selected supermarkets or you can get like a 500 milliliter one for like five 250 for other other beers like you know what no i'll go for the one which nobody seems to want to buy at the minute i get more for less so rock and roll mate i was all over that but carry on my good friend no no that's a good shout forget it sorry matthew corona no that's a good shout mate yeah no honestly Uh, i i i think the tiger i do think the tiger project um and I, i i think listen it's a it's a film it's a cinematic film and I think, you know, I adore The Mandalorian. I think it's some of the best Star Wars we've ever had. But, I don't know, sitting down in the cinema with a bunch of geeks who who, who just love the same thing as you. You know, we've all been saying, I think, on the Discord or Instagram and on socials, if we were all together in a physical place, like watching The Mandalorian, like especially that season finale... Dude, imagine the atmosphere and the buzz from something like that. I mean, you're like, you can't, you can't, like, you can't even, I was going to say you can't sell that stuff, but, like, you can, literally. But, <laughs> do you know what I mean? It's and they will. Yeah, they try, listen, let me put it like this. They try to sell it. They try to sell it, and a lot of the times, it, it completely misses the mark. So, uh, I, I, I'm going to say Tyker's Project. But a fantastic question, Matthew. We love hearing your voice, and thank you for sending in what is, Matthew, the last voice message and also Patreon question and comment of the Bantina in Star Wars Sessions for 2020. Man, I don't even remember what the first episode we did was of 2020. I imagine it's something trossy, but to think that was it for 2020, almost, but the Bantina... He's uh, emptying out now. Last orders have been called. Sorry about the mess, bartender. But we will be back in 2021 next week for the next edition of The Bantina. Ladies and gentlemen, it's the Star Wars Sessions game. Oh, there we go. <laughs> Wanted to get one last Atlantic in as well for 2020. And it's the game this week. And it's my turn to host. And uh, Luke, would you like to first, would you like to know what you're playing? Uh, um, yes, of course. It's called You Get a Series. Everyone gets a series. A la Oprah meme. 
Uh, basically, I've got five characters here for you, mate. Five characters within the Star Wars universe. Right. And you need to come up with a series idea for them. It's been oh. commissioned. Dave and John are, are, are producing it, but they need a story. At okay. least five characters. Yeah, I'm, I'm on it. I'm on okay, it. Okay, right. Come on. Let's hit that music. Let's do it. Right. The first character, so D plus is Watto, a Star Wars story. Oh, my days. Yeah, so this is, a, this is a TV series, yeah, not a film. Yep. So, no, okay. TV series. <clears throat> right. Okay. Um, TV series. Top Gear. Everyone loves Top Gear. Driving around cars and stuff, except he's driving around um, pod racers. He's reviewing them. You know, ah, nice. Um, you're going for the triple engine. Stuff like that. Um, you know, on the booster fighter. Yes. How much is it worth? Mm, I don't have Republic. All right, mate. Shut up. Um, yeah. I, and also, of course, it's all about season finale leading up to Watto reviewing a um, Nubiana. <laughs> I was waiting for that. <laughs> and he finally gets to review the Nubian because although, of course, we know that Watto loves Nubians, you know, has he ever truly got to experience a Nubian? You know, has he flown to the other side of Naboo on a Nubian? I don't think he has. Good question. Mate. But he guess seems what? excited by it, but we never stop to think, has he ever experienced it? Yeah. So, so, so that's that's the season finale, and it all ties in. Um, but there is a twist at the no. end. Yeah, at the end, he gets killed <laughs> in a hallway Goodbye. by Darth Vader <laughs> because because he asked him to fit to finish his shift and then go early. Maybe, maybe. I think it was just because we, as as we discovered in the early days of Star Wars sessions, mate. Um, Vader has killed off, you know, most of the characters in canon, apparently. So, you know. You sold my mother. Yeah. That's not how Darth Vader speaks. (laughs) Yeah, he just like, you you think he's going to lightsaber him. But actually, you know, we've thought, I had a chat with John and he was like, actually, it'd be better if we do something else. I'm like, what? What?" He's like, right, aircon, aircon piping and unit forced used to force bang on his head do you want an <laughs> aircon unit on your head <laughs> he blows up the newbie and he's in finally gets to go on it bang yeah ironic ironic so um ironic you can keep your din and grogu uh, emotional ending that one would tear my heart out so what a star wars story is the first one commission so that's that's in the bank so the next one broom boy a star wars story Oh, right. Okay, that one's a bit different. Um, <laughs> boy, Tim Black. All right. Finn, Andre, and maybe a couple other, a couple other Force sensitives pick up Broom Boy. He's a little bit older. And you're seeing him go through a, you know, a series of trials and tribulations and training and stuff he hates and stuff he loves. And you see him go on his first mission and it's like Ooh. peacekeeping on like a really small remote planet where no one mm-hmm. speaks basic. Mm-hmm. There we go, Broom Boy. And he can and he can go 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 woo and yeah. communicate like that. 
that he actually features in Watto, a Star Wars story. And there's like pod racers going, there's pod racers going by, and he's in it, but he's older and he's got a lightsaber. So it's like, whoa, woo! And then um, he just looks at the camera and winks. That's it. (laughs) And then and then there's and then there's quickly like some just some subtitles coming coming December 2024. Ironic. Here we go. Broom Boy, a Star Wars story. You've heard it here for us. A couple more to go. So the next one, I don't know how to say his surname, but I'm going to say it twice. Elan Sleaze Bagano. Elan Sleaze Bagano, a Star Wars story. The Death Sticks guy. Right. So this is a limited run. They're excited about this one. Kathy Kennedy is proper into this. This is a limited run because, you know, in like the Batman mythology, um, young Batman sees his Bruce. parents get killed yeah bruce yeah we call our baby batman baby bat. <laughs> the baby bat you know when the baby bat is uh is in a alleyway and he sees his parents get killed they get drinks over their head it's like um sleazebagio or bagano whatever his name is he he sees um what's my boy called diner um dex dex i wanted to say rex but i know that's not captain rex um dex right so he sees they they become really good friends because long story short dex finds out obi-wan's gone missing and just cries all the time and he just he has an like a real heavy reliance on death sticks Mm-hmm. And Sleazebag and Dex form like a really strong bond. And then one day they're walking down an alleyway in Coruscant and they see a man just jump out and drink over his head, Dex. Dex tries to swipe him and actually there's there's a galactic policeman comes by, tries to shoot the, the killer. Sleazebag tries to hit him. What happens is... The bullet, the first bullet from the policeman hit Sleazebag. Sleazebag, no. yep, Sleazebag falls down, right? Falls down. And Dex tries to now swing with his left, a couple of his lefts. And <laughs> whack, whack. And the guy, right, the, the, the guy like who punched him originally, um, he goes down. Now what happens is the policeman's like, oh, hang on. Who who's the attacker here? Bang bang, kills Dex in the face, and the series is of course that's like the first two episodes done. Of course, of course. There's only four episodes, so you then just see Sleaze Bagano just slowly, just <laughs> you know. <laughs> Live the rest of his live the rest of his days in an apartment in Coruscant until one day he gets a glass over his head, and that's it. That's it. It's a. It's not a. It's not really aimed at kids. This one. No. Well, that is ironic. Yeah. It's it's funny you mentioned um Bat, young Batman, Valiant Hiss, Richard Brake in the Mando chapter fifteen. He played Joe Chill, who killed. Bruce Wayne's parents in Batman Begins, the Nolan film. So You're nice little tie me. in there. Yeah, he did. No, he did. Joe Chill, little Bat Baby. So that's it. Little Batman. There you go. So Elan sees 
Bagano is kind of for the more mature audiences. It's uh, in, it's not a story it's the a, Jedi would tell you. It's like a noir, you know? Good shout, yeah, good shout. I like a noir film as well. Uh, two more then. So um, our boy Stan Grimm would love this, and if you don't love him, what's wrong with you? <clears throat> Stormtrooper that banged his head. A Star Wars story. Right. That Stormy was actually undercover. And the reason he banged his head was because he's not used to wearing the helmet, obviously. Mm-hmm. And actually, he was he was stopping everyone from going under the, the door. He was actually slowing everyone down. He could have shot, but he didn't. And when he did, he missed, because he's, he's, he's in the film earlier as well. Um, and you're like, oh, man, who's this stormtrooper? You know... They're like, man, there's this rumour, there's this stormtrooper who keeps hitting his head everywhere. <laughs> but, you know, maybe he's not loyal to the Empire. And then people get slapped. Outrageous. How dare you? TK, TK1593, he's a geezer. You know, he's loyal to the Imperium. Um, turns out, turns out, it's Cassian Andor's cousin, <laughs> placebo andor oh. and um, he's basically the same character but uh, an inch shorter a bit clumsier and, and undercover he's a mole he is a mole he's the spy <laughs> I'm the spy yeah. trust legacy yeah there we go another one that's uh it's not well received that one unfortunately so no, well, uh, he does actually have a canon story. That guy TD one one zero, in from a certain point of view, he does have a. He was one of the stormtroopers who uh, was Jedi mind tricked by Obi wan on um, Tatooine, and he was still and he was still basically feeling a bit woozy, so he banged his head by mistake. Um, right. And if you haven't seen Jamie Stangrum's The Empire Strikes Door, check it out on YouTube because it's hilarious. Uh, do go check that out and support our boy Stangrum. And um, the final one is. Um, this one, I think this one will pop. This one will bang, certainly with me. <clears throat> Rose Tico, a Star Wars story. Right. You went there, mate. Rose Tico, Star Wars mate. story. You having a laugh? Um, <laughs> I like Rose. Post Rise of Skywalker, you're seeing Rose Tico and the rise of her, wait for it, political career. Bang. Okay. Bang! Bang! Didn't expect that. Yep, and uh, she makes a lot of enemies on the way, and it mirrors her real life experience. That you see her rise above every single one of them, and eventually get a role in the Lego Star Wars Holiday Special. Yeah. Except that, of course, is the rise of her becoming, you know, the Senate. So. Tico is the Senate. Well, I'll tell you that that was much better than I thought you were going to give me. To be honest, <laughs> I thought it would be more along like I thought it'd be more long lines of a ship blew up or something. Um, <laughs> I'm not that. I, I mean, I'm not that anti-Rose. I just don't. I don't particularly enjoy her character. I'm not just like I'm not anti-Rose though. <laughs> Take that back. Um, so that was you get a series. Everyone gets a series. Luke Blythe, thank you for playing along. Oh no, thank you, mate. That was a spicy one. Thank you so much. Let's do it again. Yeah, I know you like, you like a good old role play, so there you go. Get the old brain box moving as we enter to 2021. But that is that. 
for this final episode of the year. I hope you've all enjoyed our look back at the year as much as we've enjoyed talking about it. Episode 95 as we head into 2021 and the road to 100. But the uh, the fun doesn't end there. No one's ever really gone. Where can the world find us, Master Blywalker? They can find us at starwarsessions.co.uk. You can find us on socials, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, Facebook, the lot. Just search for Star Wars Sessions. And you can email us. Email us your thoughts. Email us a voicemail at hello there at starwarsessions.co.uk. And don't forget, we got a Patreon. Less than a cup of coffee from a coffee shop. It's a no-brainer. Patreon.com forward slash Star Wars Sessions. We're on Anchor FM, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn. Everywhere in the galaxy you can find a podcast, you'll find us there. And if you love our show, please consider leaving us a good review on your podcast provider of choice and head on over to podchaser.com. It's the IMDB for podcasts. It's awesome. Of course we're on there. So drop us a review if you have a spare 30 seconds because it really, really, really helps us out. Uh, It helps get us more listeners, more people to engage with. And we love hearing from you guys each and every week as we have done throughout this entire year. So thank you so much, everyone. And please tell all your Star Wars friends about us. Tell your mum, tell your dad, tell your mates, tell your cats, tell Sleaze Bagano, tell your Ewok, tell your cousin, the more the merrier. The castle spicier. Tell little Batman as well. Now, this is a podcast you're looking for. So, until next time and next year, from me, see ya, and from Luke, may the force be with you always. Luke, Luke, go soon. Essex-based podcast heroes... Beef it up. Tell that to Country Club. <laughs>